Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. My next guest is a rapper, singer, songwriter. He plays guitar, drums, and piano, and he loves singing and dancing. As a youth growing up in LA, you could always find him either with the band or with the church choir. Music has always been Trey Carlisle's tool to connect with others. And as he would say, praise the sacredness of life together. When in the midst of the 2020 murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and too many others we've cried out for in protest, Trey Carlisle took to his love for music to call for change and tap into the grief, the polarization and division among us. Moved by Bob Dylan and white folks expressing for change as far back as the 60s, Trey knew there were messages about the very heart of the struggle in the music from musicians, both black and white, that these issues still face communities today. And with all of that, the Black Legacy Project was born and Trey Carlisle landed firmly in my heart. Welcome, Trey, I'm so happy to have you. Oh, it's, it's a joy and honor to be with you. Thank you. You are so welcome. So I'm really excited to explore the Black Legacy Project with you. You're going to be bringing this across the country, and I want to share you and it with my listeners. Let's talk about your first introduction to music, though. Let's take it back to how it led you to heading the leadership program at the non-for-profit Music in Common, and ultimately to co-found the Black Legacy Project. Yes, most definitely. So um, as you uh, shared, you know, my passion for music, one, at one point, it's a part of my bones, being a Black American. Um, music is something that's such a key part of my culture, a key part of my family. You, I'm always singing songs, singing spirituals with my grandmother when I visit her, and being a part of the church as well. It was an opportunity for me to see how music can move people and help folks tap into their emotions, their hopes for the future and the divinity in all life. So that was my introduction in music. But my life changing moment was when I participated in a program that Music in Common created. Um, it was a jams program, and this was on the anniversary of 9-11 where I was able to meet with Christian, Jewish, and Muslim teams. And we were able to have dialogue across faith and across cultures about our shared humanity, but also our shared challenges and the suffering that we've all experienced through being dehumanized, being portrayed as an enemy or threat or less than human by people of other races, of other cultures, of other faiths. So through being able to have this meaningful dialogue where we were able to recognize our shared humanity across difference and develop empathy and compassion towards each other, we were led through the process of creating an original song together about 
How can we advance rehumanization and heal divisions in the world? That was my introduction to music in common, and I fell in love with their work to repair the fractures dividing communities worldwide. And ever since that moment in 2016, during my first year in college participating in that jams program, I just worked my way up, getting more involved with their different programs. And then in 2020, when music in common made the shift to be a youth powered organization and having young folks involved in leading this peace building organization, I got involved. And thus I'm the senior fellow for Music in Common and co-created the Black Legacy Project through it. So for someone who came up through the ranks, so to speak, of a program of a non-for-profit, you are now a, a paid non-for-profit member of this program, making differences and strides in other people's lives the very way it made differences and strides in your life. That's pretty beautiful. I love that. And all transparency, I know, I know Trey and I'm involved in the Black Legacy Project, but what I didn't know after meeting him on a few occasions, is that he actually came up through the program. And when I saw that, I, and I found that out on my own, watching videos of Music in Common on YouTube, and I'm like, yo, that's little Trey up in there. Like, <laughs> that's little baby Trey. Like, I totally recognized you as a youth, and it was like, and now knowing you as a, as a grown man is just incredible. Okay, so let's back up a little bit and talk about Music in Common for just a second, because Music in Common is, so to speak, the parent company, the umbrella over the Black Leg project, if you will. So Music in Common is um, basically what you said is it involves the community and it in, it's getting people to, to create things together, to talk together. And these are events are within programs that call on musicians to create songs together, artists to create art, so to speak. So tell us about how Music in Common first started and, you know, some of the, just give us a little insight on some of the small things some of the programs are. Of course. So Music in Common was founded in 2016 um, by musician and uh, Todd Mack. He's the executive director of Music in Common. And he made Music in Common to honor the life of Daniel Pearl. Daniel Pearl was a Wall Street reporter who, who was murdered um, by terrorists in Pakistan. And when Danny was murdered, Todd was compelled to think about what can be done to prevent acts of violence, acts of hate, the hate and violence that led to the death of his friend and his bandmate um, from murder. happening again. Gruesome murder and in public. I, just to back up for a second, Daniel Pearl, if you guys remember, was really the first huge terrorist act that we all saw as Americans. It was on television. They put it out on social media, his terrible murder. And he happened to be a bandmate and friend of Todd Mack, the founder of Music and Common. So I just wanted to clarify that and remind everybody about Daniel Pearl's terrible murder. And may he rest in peace. And our thoughts are still with his family. Mm -hmm, exactly. So Todd was compelled to create an organization, an initiative that sought to address and wage peace against the hate, against the violence um, that led to his friend's murder in the same through the same means through which Todd and Danny met in the first place, which was through music and music bringing people together. So. For 17 years now, Music in Common has been running initiatives that repair the fractures dividing communities worldwide 
through music, through facilitated dialogue, through um, collaborative songwriting, and through performing. So we have a variety of programs that bring people together, people from communities in conflict, whether it's across religious lines, racial lines, nationalities, or communities that would just rarely interact with each other on a day-to-day. And when we bring the communities together, we engage them in facilitated dialogues where they can recognize their shared humanity, appreciate and understand their diversity, and empathize with the challenges that their communities are facing. And then we got them through the process of making music together, about a song conveying how can we move forward? How can we advance healing and peace between our communities and in the world? And the Black Legacy Project is our most groundbreaking initiative um, that Music in Common is creating that Todd and I both co-created together. It's incredible. I love that. I love it so much. Let's talk a little bit. So the Black Legacy Project, um, the Black LP, so cleverly named, you get it? Mm -hmm. LP music. Okay. (laughs) So it's really about, as is uh, Music in Common, the Black Legacy Project, both are about, you know, peacekeeping and understanding through leadership, right? Understanding between cultures, as you say. And you start with permeating that change locally, so, you know, this 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 organization really leans in at the local level, which is, you know, where I and my heart also believe things really that's where really change uh, happens. That's where it sprouts. And then you spread it kind of virally and or larger in a more larger uh, scale through events and your albums and your videos. And then, in fact, concerts, which are so exciting. So um, in 2020, amidst what we talked about, you know, George Floyd and Brianna Taylor in America not being able to turn their backs and, you know, look away anymore. I want to just get back into your inspiration and going back to the 60s, especially as a young black man and seeing, you know, the division where we are in this country. Like there's been a lot of talk of equity. There's been a lot of talk of change, but policy hasn't changed. And a lot of, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, uh, the mindset, you know, inbred racism that's not even recognized necessarily, you know, has come to the forefront. What we must, we must, discuss it. We have to talk about it. So I want to talk about the union of black and white that you felt was so important and your inspiration from the 60s. Can you tell us a little about that? Yes, most definitely. So the Black Legacy Project, to make a long story short, you know, it's a it's a innovative musical collaboration that celebrates black history and builds solidarity between black and white Americans to advance racial justice, equity, and belonging. And building that solidarity between Black and white Americans is really at the heart of what the project is about. Um, because when, you've, when I saw on Instagram, on the news, not just the murders of George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor, but also the level of discussions and debates that were happening on the news around whether systemic racism exists, about the ways in which anti-Blackness permeates society, it in many ways made me feel hopeless, made me felt like that myself as a Black American, along with many other Black Americans, were grieving this loss in silence. But it was really powerful for me this time to see the level of white folks who protested in solidarity with Black Americans in the midst of this really um, politically divided time over these past two years. And that stuck with me. And it stuck with Todd, 
the co-creator of the Black OP. So when he reached out to me in the midst of all of these protests and said, Trey, I've been listening to all of these songs by Bob Dylan, songs that this white dude from Minnesota wrote about Black Americans who were being murdered and killed at that moment in time. He said it was the solidarity that he saw was very powerful. And from that, we decided we need to create a new project now that is about fostering solidarity and healing the divisions and building relation, healthy relationships between Black and white Americans now, similar to what you saw in the 60s and building on what you're seeing now, because those healed divisions, building that solidarity is really essential to helping us work together and move forward as a nation to advance the equity and belonging that we want to see in our nation. Healing those relationships is essential. So that's what inspired the Black LP. It's beautiful. It's so moving because I I think we're living in a time where we're just conditioned right now to look at all the bad, look at all the negative, look at all the things that are wrong. And we have to turn our perspectives to look at the things that are right. Even though we may have not crossed the finish line, you know, of equity and we haven't gotten there, there has been so much good around equity and people standing in solidarity. And what I loved so much about the project was, is that we're all human beings. And if you take away, you know, the extreme right and the extreme left and you, you're, you're left with the center, it's where most people live. And it's most people want to see um, equity and they want to see fair treatment of other human beings and they want us all to have a chance, a fair chance. And everybody has their struggles. Everybody has their stories. But to pull back that curtain and talk truthfully about it is exactly what needs to happen. And in a time when everybody's so afraid to do that, exactly that, afraid of it, like you mentioned you know, you got to a point where you had no hope. And, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm one of the most hopeful people in the world. And I even got through my experience to a point where I felt we were never going to make a difference. We were never going to mend the divides that are so strong that I heard on, you know, both sides of the fence of black and white. And when I met you and when the Black Legacy Project came to my attention, it opened up the hope in my heart again that, no, we have so much good going for us. If we just focus on the good. And I I love that that's what you guys did. Now, I want to talk a lot about outside of the music, which so we're going to talk a little bit more and dissect the Black Legacy Project and how it works. But outside of the music, there's discussions. So it starts with the idea of bringing community together through music, but then there's a lot of gabbing happening. Can you talk to us a little bit about the discussions around the songs and what your vision is to see a multicultural, multicolored table talking about our history and our legacy and the black, the legacy of black Americans and the music that lived around them. Absolutely. So the way the black legacy project works is we go to local communities And in those local communities, we bring Black and white Americans together to have roundtable discussions about songs, songs written by Black and white Americans alike, songs centered around the Black American experience or the legacy of race relations in the United States. And these songs that we choose in the communities have historic ties to the local community. 
So for example, we started the Black Legacy Project up in the Berkshires. And in the Berkshires, we had Black and white community members explore the song, Lift Every Voice and Sing. A song that was written by James Weldon Johnson, who had a writing cabin up in the Berkshires and would go there every year to write his most meaningful work. And we had Black Americans explore W.E.B. Du Bois' um, remix of My Country Tis of Thee, um, W.E.B. Du Bois, who grew up in Great Barrington and the Berkshires. So we have community members explore these songs that have deep ties to Black American, uh, the Black American experience and deep ties to the local community themselves. And we have them analyze how the lyrics, how the history of these songs still ring true and still speak to the challenges the community members are dealing right with right now. And from those discussions, we then have local black and white artists from those communities create present day interpretations of these songs to make them speak true to what's going on now and we have them come together to co-create an original song about how we can move forward in the, as a nation and as in the local community. It's just, it's groundbreaking. It's genius to me. I just love the idea of it so much because, you know, it admits, admits what was, what is, you know, where we're going, you know, and so much division to bring people together through understanding. And then obviously the universal language of music. And then what happens is Trey, you, you build an album out of this. Mel Robbins is a best-selling global phenomenon and one of the leading voices in personal development. And she's back with a new audible original podcast. Here's exactly what to do, invites you to reimagine the life you want and gives you the tools to take action. Each of the 14 episodes focuses on an attitude or situation that's holding you back. Is your confidence in need of a recharge? Is your creativity running low? Are you not carving out the right life balance or are you just feeling blah and can't get out of bed? In her typical no BS style, Mel cuts through the hype to deliver simple tools to move you forward and create positive change in short, impactful episodes. Take a break, take a breath, and feel truly empowered. Here's exactly what to do is the perfect follow-up to start here and help deal with whatever life is throwing at you. Available only on Audible. Go to audible.com slash what to do. That's audible.com slash what to do. Feels is premium CBD to keep your head clear and help you feel your best. CBD isn't about what you feel, it's about what you don't feel, like stress, anxiety, or pain. And CBD helps sleeplessness naturally too, with no hangover and no addictions to worry about. CBD is a safe and natural method for me and my family. We use it to help relieve pain, balance out nervousness, and aid in sleeplessness without any harmful side effects. A few drops of feels under my tongue means I'll feel the calming difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so you find the perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. And Feels gets delivered directly to your door. Joining the Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. You'll never be without it and you save money on every order. And you can pause or cancel at any time. 
Start feeling better with feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash in my heart and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash in my heart to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash in my heart. Now back to my show. It's not just the Berkshires, although it was born in the Berkshires, I am proud to say, um, and how I, I was you know, made familiar with the project. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what a cross section of, of cities, right? But here's what you just gave is the key to the answer to that is these cities were chosen because they're steeped in black history. Yes, they're steeped in heritage. So maybe very known to the community like here, you know, we know about Webb and we know about the histories of Frederick Douglass. It's painted in murals in our in our town. But some of these places don't really know the legacy, right? They don't really know the history. Tell us a little bit about picking the cities and, you know, what the intent of that is. Exactly. So we wanted the Black Legacy Project to, in the cities that we take the Black Legacy Project to, to reflect the full diversity of the United States and also show that there is Black history in every single community. And there is a need for healing divisions between Black and white Americans in every single community, even though it's going to look different based on the location. So we're going to be taking the Black LP to spaces like the Mississippi Delta, which has rich Black history from places like Mountain Bayou, which is the oldest all African-American town ever in American history. And then we're equally going to be taking the Black LP to places like Boise, Idaho, which you think doesn't have a strong Black history, but actually is one of the few states that never had segregated schools and there never was a lynching of a Black person. And there actually is a relatively progressive history around Black and white race relations in Idaho, even way different than its um, adjacent state of Oregon. So we want the Black LP to be an opportunity for local community members and the nation as a whole to uncover and tap into this rich history of Black and white solidarity history, but also struggle in the U.S. in their local communities and from that learn how we can move forward. Beautiful. It's just incredible. It's starting now. You know, obviously the pandemic has gotten involved in some of the things that where everybody's trying to plan and the, all those sorts of things. The cities are coming. And I know um, we have a big event coming up in the Berkshire soon on March 6th. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk a concert. Yay. But let's talk about this a little bit because so Trey, you really are the one that does the research and the choosing of the song that is right for each city that you chose. And so we talked a little bit about the songs that you cho- chose for the Berkshires. So let's mm-hmm. just use that city kind of as our, you know, our little like uh, lip, our map, so to speak. Yeah. And tell us exactly what's going to happen on March 6th in the Berkshires. And for those people who are local, please listen in because we'd love for you to come and join us. Um, but let's talk a little bit about what's going to happen in the Berkshires on the 6th and then take us backwards and tell us how you got there. What actually happened, you know, in the starting blocks before the gun fired for the concert, you know, to get this uh, Black Legacy Project concert underway and ready to go in the Berkshires to teach people about all the things that you just talked about. Wonderful. Yes. So March 6th, we will have 
an awesome concert showcasing the songs that were created by local black and white Berkshire musicians during the Black Legacy Project when we took it to the Berkshires in September. The event is going to open up with a short 30-minute documentary created, which is going to give audience members um, a viewing of what the Black Legacy Project is and what the process was like. So audience members will be able to see what the process was like of having these musicians and these community members discuss these songs and roundtables. Why these songs like Lift Every Voice and Sing, Strange Fruit, We Shall Overcome, why they have deep historic connections to the Berkshires, who were the black and white artists like W.B. Du Bois and James Weldon Johnson that wrote these songs? What are the levels of healing and belonging that need to be advanced in the Berkshires now? And you're going to hear that from the words of the Black Legacy Project artists that were involved in the project. So they're going to get this nice sneak peek of what the process was like. Right after that, then we're going to have Black and white artists who recorded and co-wrote and interpreted these songs perform the six songs for audience members. And then we're going to close the event with a Q&A talk back with the actual audience members. So it's going to wow. be a beautiful it's event. It's amazing. I can't wait. It's mm-hmm. coming so soon. And I'm so excited. So everybody who's listening that, that can join in the Berkshires, please do. It's March 6th. But the other thing I want to say is Music in Common uh, and the Black Legacy Project want all of this distributed. They want to see it. They want you to see it. They want everybody to see it. So although it's a local initiative, the cross-section becomes that it's national. And so there, there's going to be on YouTube, you've got to just, you know, you can always watch uh, my Instagram. You can always watch heatherthompson.com. And we're going to talk a little bit about it at the end, right? Where they can find more information about the Black Legacy Project. And I've been working on the Instagram and we're so excited about it. So in order to get people involved in each community, you know what I mean? Like, what are some of the things that the that the project's looking for? So as we move to, I think, I know for sure after the Berkshires, we're going to the Ozarks. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit up in the air, but I think it's literally in the order of the Ozarks, Denver, LA, the Mississippi Delta, Atlanta, and Boise, Idaho. So um, I also, I know that we want to hear from other cities that think that they would be a good candidate for it. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is a forever project. You know, the work will never be finished and we're going to keep moving through it. One thing we all need to be taking care of is our gut. It impacts literally everything, your weight, your mood, your digestion. And because your gut houses up to 80% of your immune system, a healthy gut is truly the gateway to feeling your best. Just Thrive Probiotic makes it easy to give your gut what it needs to thrive. Just Thrive's breakthrough award-winning probiotic is designed by nature to withstand extreme temperatures, can be sprinkled into any food or drink, and Just Thrive requires no special encapsulation and no refrigeration. Turn your gut into an antioxidant factory, meaning you get maximum immune, digestive, and total body health support. It's vegan-friendly, gluten-free, dairy-free, histamine-free, and non-GMO, and has been loudly endorsed by some of the biggest health luminaries on the planet. So if you're looking for gut health and immune support, you can look toward the clinically proven award-winning power of Just Thrive Probiotic. Make this year the U year and take care of you. For a limited time, 
Get 15% off when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use the code in my heart at checkout. That's 15% off of Just Thrive Probiotic when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use the code in my heart at checkout. It's for a limited time. Get 15% off at Just Thrive, J-U-S-T-T-H-R-I-V-E health.com and use the code in my heart at checkout for 15% off at justthrivehealth.com. Now back to my show. Tell people who are listening maybe a little bit about if, if we're naming one of their cities or their locations and they want to get involved, like how can people lean into this? Absolutely. So we, because we're a national project carried out on the local level, we're looking always to partner with individuals and organizations in the communities that we go to that resonate with the spirit of the project and that are all about building solidarity and healing divisions between black and white Americans. So whether you're a local activist in your community, whether you're a local nonprofit or organization, whether you're a school or a university or an institution, any individual or group or organization that resonates with the work of building solidarity and healing divisions between black and white Americans. We need you all and we want to collaborate with y'all because you all will be the local boots on the ground that will help us find the local musicians that can get involved with this project. Bring in the community members that can participate in our roundtables. Have places where we can host the roundtables, the recording sessions of the songs, the collaboration, and the final showcase. So we're definitely looking to have individuals and organizations that we can collab with and be what we call our community co-directors. But then, of course, we definitely want to have Black and white musicians in those local communities to be involved and to serve as our musical co-directors. Those are the folks that will be involved in interpreting these songs and creating the originals, as well as artists really of all backgrounds that we want to help record and be recording artists on these songs. So those are key. I love it. Calling all artists. Come on and join us. Let's hold hands with the communities. I, I love it so much. You know, Trey, growing up in L.A., you know, I wonder, um, you know, with music and, you know, your experience in the city um, and what you see today, you know what I mean? Like, let's talk a little bit about how people can lean into their communities in terms of taking a leadership role in the uncomfortable situations, you know, leaning into this difficult time when we are losing hope you know can you leave anybody with just some of your words and experience and some of your wisdom during these trying times mm, word well i will share the wisdom that i've learned from my heroes like dr martin luther king jr from uh dr john a powell of the other and belonging institute and they both talk about the importance of building bridges between communities in order to help advance belonging, whether it's in our neighborhood, whether it's in our families, or whether it's in our whole nation. You know, Dr. King, when he talked about the beloved community, you know, he wasn't talking about this you romantic utopia. He was talking about a way of living in which we as human beings across backgrounds, we interact with each other from a space of love. 
And conflict will arise. Conflict is a part of the human experience, but we can address, we can transform these conflicts through love, through nonviolence, through healthy communication that allows us to learn about each other and understand where we're coming from. That practice of building bridges between people across backgrounds, people from a different faith, religion, culture, and nationality as you, through learning about their experience, opening your heart to their humanity. These are practices that everybody can do and everybody must do. So the Black Legacy Project, we are an example of that. We're creating spaces where people across backgrounds can have these important conversations and empathize with each other. But anybody can have these conversations across the dinner table at their workplace, and they have to happen because that is what's essential into helping us make all of our places, whether it's our homes, our communities, our workplaces, our schools, spaces of equity and spaces of belonging. Right. It starts with understanding, right? You've got to open the, sometimes it's very painful, this work, you know, and reaching in and understanding things that you could do better or things that you didn't understand or, you know, things that you have to let go of and move forward. You know, all of this work is, is very painful, but I want to leave everybody with a, a quote that I found just recently. It's from Aldous Huxley, who was a philosopher. He had a lot of just amazing experiences. You can look them up if you want to, but it says, After silence, that which comes nearest to expressing the inexpressible is music. So that to me, there's just a language that's universal and it's in music. It's the music that speaks to your heart. It's a song like Strange Fruit that unmistakably tells a story. You know what I mean? And it's peeling back the onion, the layers of that pain to find our freedom. We, you know, we, we're never going to find it unless we're honestly open about, you know, that onion, when you open it up, you know, it could be delicious and juicy, but it hurts to cut it up and get it in your mouth, right? <laughs> There's some tears that shed. So, you know, I think that that's one of the things that spoke so clearly to me about the project of peeling back the onion and not being afraid of the, of the crying eyes, you know, Mm. not being afraid of making a mistake. You know what I mean? And I think that that's one of the things that we've talked about, you know, amongst ourselves is that we are going to make mistakes. And, you know, the first time it's a lesson, it's only a mistake. If you make it twice is what I always say. So go ahead and make the mistake you know, have empathy when you've made the mistake for the person that you've potentially insulted or didn't understand, you know, and on the reverse side, we have to have empathy for the learning and allow the space for it because we can't assume that it's all been done. And so that's what I love so much about the project. And I love so much about what you guys are doing. You know, Trey, I know now working for uh, the Black Legacy Project full time, it's taken you away from your own music and your own performing has had to take a bit of a backseat. But let's talk a little bit about how you find your freedoms and outside of the good work that you're doing, um, what's important to you that you focus on for for Trey? Mm, Wow. How I find my freedom and focus on what's important for me. I find my freedom through committing myself to living the life of my dreams. And I don't want, I want to unpack that so it doesn't sound cliche. 
you know, my ancestors, um, my grandparents, my great grandparents, they rarely had the opportunity to be able to truly fully live out their callings and live the dreams that they wanted to live. Growing up facing the barriers of segregation, of oppression, of the threat of violence, having the opportunity to pursue the career they wanted to pursue, to heal from a lot of their internal trauma, to be able to prioritize their mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness, a lot of, they had to put that on the back burner. And that's not just in my family, that's a reality for, I would say, marginalized communities across the board, especially Black Americans. Mm -hmm. So what I've been doing over the past two years have been, has been committing to identifying what is the life of my vision? If I could see myself living the life of my dreams, what does that look like career-wise? What does that look like relationship-wise? What does that look like when it comes to my mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And then I've committed to taking steps, taking actions every day to bringing that to life and doing a daily practice that helps ground me in that vision. So meditation is something that I've practiced and I've implemented journaling. And doing those practices every day have really helped ground myself, center myself in my vision, and actually take steps to bring that dream to life. And being able to work with music in common, my dream job has been an example and a testament of that. From the heart, my friend Trey, honestly. So you guys, the Black Legacy Project, it honors songs about race relations throughout history, songs like We Shall Overcome, uh, exploring how lyrics talk of issues still facing local communities today. You know, Trey connected with that, along with Todd Mack and Olivia, who is one of the other founders, connected for the call for change, advancing freedom, which he just described so beautifully. And this is a powerful way to attain these goals. So talk about it at your own kitchen tables. You know, look for music in common. Uh, look for the Black Legacy Project. We're coming to a city near you. And listen to Trey's beautiful words of wisdom from such a young heart, okay? Such deep wisdom. Just replay that, what he just said, please, when this podcast is over. But before I let you go, Trey, where can our guests find you if you know they want to follow you and where can they find out more about the project? Absolutely. So you can follow me and follow Music in Common and the Black Legacy Project on Instagram and on Facebook. So Instagram, you follow me at t.r.e.y underscore on underscore IG. And then on Facebook, it's just Trey Carlisle. And then for the Black Legacy Project and for Music in Common, you can just look up Music in Common on Facebook and IG and the Black Legacy Project on Instagram and IG. No Perfect. Space. You can't miss it. And if you're looking for anything at all, please feel free to DM me or ask me any questions whatsoever. I love it so much. Thank you so much to my friend and my guest, Trey Carlisle. Your heart is just magic and it oozes crystal love. And I thank you so much for your peace and what you're bringing to the world and your work and your beautiful heart. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. This is In My Heart. Be sure to follow us and subscribe and download. We're going to be back at you next week with a new episode. Don't you miss it. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.